Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. Yes, indeed, everybody. Carol Master, Corey Johnson right here on Bloomberg Radio. Corey, Nike, cool, not cool? Sure. Hella cool. Sure. Adidas, Still. cool, not cool? Yeah, why not? All right. Well, well actually, Nike's lost a little bit of their, their cool factor. Um, I run an Asics now that I'm committed to this half marathon. So we've got all these other things going on. A third brand. Well, we're going to talk about Nike getting its cool back. It's uh, the subject of a feature in Bloomberg Business Week. First up, though. Let's get Charlie Pellet and the latest in business headlines. All right. Just running right in here. We have got Nike shares up now by one-tenth of one percent. want to begin with a developing story involving Grubhub. Its shares now down 1.1 percent. TechCrunch is reporting that Facebook has introduced a new order food option to select uh, users on web and mobile. Grubhub shares have been down by 3%. Facebook shares are up now by 7 tenths of 1%. It is an update for the Dow, the S&P, and NASDAQ. Stocks are pairing more of Wednesday's loss as investors assess the political scrutiny surrounding President Trump. Jim Bianco is the president and founder of Bianco Research. And on Bloomberg Television this morning, he was asked about possible catalysts for financial stocks. Yeah, I think the two big stories are going to be the yield curve would be one positive catalyst. That would be a more aggressive Fed. Maybe if they started talking about the balance sheet and it started to re- start to widen the yield curve, that could possibly be one place where it could come from. The other one is re- regulation. And if that's not going to happen or that's going to go slow, then you're, that's why the financials have been kind of meandering sideways for the last couple of months and will probably continue to meander sideways until some clarity comes on one of those two fronts. And this update is brought to you by National Realty Managers of New York City. Cash flow real estate providing you 10 to 16 percent annualized returns with immediate monthly distributions. See them at nria.net. Gold is up 80 cents. Little change to 12.53 the ounce. West Texas Intermediate crude holding about $50 a barrel, up almost 2%. Foot Locker shares down 15.9%. Foot Locker suffering its worst stock decline in more than eight years. After first quarter results missed analyst estimates and outcome, the retailer blames in part on slow income tax refunds. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. Talk a little bit about uh, shoes in the athletic industry. Nike, kind of selling cool, used to be the only game in town, not so much today. And that's what one of the features in this week's Bloomberg Business Week takes a deep dive into. Ira Boudway is reporter at Bloomberg Business Week, went to Nike's headquarters for the unveiling of a new shoe and actually took its new sneaker out for a test run. It's called the Vapor Max, is it not? It is. <laughs> Tell us about the Vapor Max. It's pretty radical looking because they're very proud of the fact that the sole is made entirely out of the airbag that has been one of their signature technologies for decades. Uh, but they finally figured out how to make the, there's no foam, there's no rubber, it's just these sacks of air underneath your foot. Uh, this is radically different than uh, other things that have been done in the past and it seems like they've tried everything else. Yeah, and they've been working on this, actually. Mark Parker, personally, the CEO, has been uh, involved in projects to do this back going back to 1981. Uh, they, they had a prototype they showed us of, of a failed attempt to do this. So it's been sort of like a uh, 
a pet project there for a very long time, but it's very urgent for them now because uh, Adidas is resurgent in the North American market, and uh, they need something to kind of grab attention and, and change the story. Well, that's why I said, you know, Ira, you know, to be fair, Nike still sells about $34 billion, at least it's forecast mm-hmm. for 2017. So they still sell a lot of stuff. Adidas sells about $22 billion. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting is, as you write in your story, that in terms of market share and stuff, Adidas has been gaining ground while Nike has been losing some ground. Yeah, and the U.S. market is where it's fascinating because there Nike actually dominates even more than that balance of revenue would show. But but the movement now is toward Adidas. And so Adidas is now – and actually there was a tweet just today I just saw that the U.S. sneaker biz slowed. This is from Matt Powell of MPD Group. Uh, Adidas growth has not. Adidas sales are up more than 80%. Nike sales are negative Wow! this year. So that still means you're looking at Nike with half the market and Adidas may be approaching 8% of the market. But that movement is what has investors, I think, a little worried about Nike. And we're, we're talking about sneakers here, not 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 all the other stuff uh, around it. The, yeah, the, not the apparel and everything apparel else. Everything, yeah. yeah, so sneakers are obviously just part of the of the big bag, but those are really kind of where sneakers, and in particular running shoes, are kind of where it all starts. That's well, where the, people know the brand most for those. things. And when they're selling for two two fifty a pop, and then some, um, I'm assuming they're making some nice money on those things. Yeah, and so Nike and Nike will tell you, look, like when you look at our futures orders, which are down in the U.S., don't worry too much about that because we're going more and more direct. And so they like the margins there, and they're selling more online and through their own stores. But, yeah, they're typically making what you pay is usually, at a retailer, is usually double what that retailer paid. And then and then Nike's taking whatever the retailer paid and, and probably keeping half of that from what they paid. You know, So it's it's uh, the margins are pretty good. <laughs> Tell us, though, you went out to Nike headquarters for the unveiling, and that is the appropriate word because it was quite an unveiling, at least how you wrote it. Um, you went out to Nike headquarters for the unveiling of the Vapor. Max, what was it like? How does how does Nike kind of approach this stuff? Uh, well, they have quite a PR machine, and they're good. I mean, they're a marketing company, really, above all else. And uh, so they rolled out the red carpet for a handful of journalists, and they do this regularly. And um, so they showed us the shoe with the designer talking about it in an elaborately staged room, and then they had us get to try them on. We had an Olympian steeplechase runner do our warm-ups and take us out to Michael Johnson track. Everything there is named after different Nike athletes. Run a couple laps, and you know is the uh, Bo Jackson building. Still the Bo Jackson. We warmed up in the Bo Jackson <laughs> Fitness Center. Uh, we we saw the shoe in Steve Prefontaine Hall. So uh, there's a lot of culture there that's actually. Um, in a way, it feels a little cultish. Uh, there, people all kind of tend to talk the same cultish, way. Cultish. They have yeah. tattoos of, of, of the swoosh yes, on their ankles. Yes. The long time. You know this? Yeah, they're devoted. But you well, know this, Carol? Seriously, like longtime Nike employees, like we, do, when you get to a certain point of the company, you get the swoosh tattooed in your body. Oh my God! That on your ankle. Don't they call that cult? Um, uh, Don Katz has been on with us, CEO of Audible.com. Wrote a great <laughs> book called "Just Do It" about the culture of Nike, and this is in there. Well, so, speaking of just do it, I mean, I think the headline on. Iris' story is Nike, just do it, crossed out, just don't lose to Adidas. Um, Nike spends an awful lot of money on R&D, and they've been developing this Vapor Max over the last decade. Mm -hmm. Nike was in a different position 10 years ago Mm -hmm. than where it is today. Um, What do industry watchers think about what Nike is doing right now? Well, that's kind of what I was trying to dive into in the story is that Nike has always had the idea that, that their innovation 
for performance. Solving problems for athletes is what will lead the market, and that the fashion stuff and the trends will all follow from that, and they have to stay laser-focused on that. And if you look at what Adidas is doing right now with collaborations with Kanye West and with the Stan Smith coming back and the Superstar, none of these shoes are for athletes, really, and they're not marketed that way, and Mm. that's what's made Adidas culturally relevant all of a sudden so the question is does nike need to play in that territory a little more and also do they need to get faster because the trends are turning over every couple years and they're taking seven years to come out with a big you know signature shoe got to move faster there's a lot of great details in this story and you can hear more uh tonight on bloomberg business week with myself and oliver rennick at 6 p.m wall street time on bloomberg radio also watch uh, bloomberg business week saturday at 12 noon wall street time on bloomberg tv you can hear more from ira directly ira boudway thank you thank you reporter at uh, bloomberg business week in our bloomberg 1130 studio this is Nathan Hager right now with some world and national news headlines. He's in our 99.1 studios in Washington, D.C. And President Trump is out of Washington, D.C. now, Corey, hoping to leave his controversies behind perhaps for a few days. The president and First Lady Melania Trump just took off aboard Air Force One for a nine-day overseas tour that will take the president to Saudi Arabia, Israel, and Italy. The president also has a meeting set with European leaders in Brussels NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg expects the president will press them to keep their promise to boost defense spending. We have already seen that NATO allies have uh, actually started uh, to increase uh, defense spending. They still have a long way to go, but they have turned a corner and started to move in the right direction. Stoltenberg on Bloomberg Radio and Television. Defense Secretary Jim Mattis says the president has issued an accelerated campaign to defeat Islamic State. He delegated authority to the right level to aggressively and in a timely manner, move against enemy vulnerabilities. Secondly, he directed a tactical shift from shoving ISIS out of seized locations in an attrition fight to surrounding the enemy in their strongholds so we can annihilate ISIS. Mattis says the goal has changed to prevent foreign fighters from returning home. Fox News has fired Bob Beckel. He was a liberal commentator on the primetime show The Five, He was accused of making an insensitive remark to a black employee. That employee's lawyers say he was a technician assigned to work on Beckel's computer. They say he stormed out of his office because the employee was black. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Nathan Hager, and this is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.